Welcome to the fourth official soccer podcast. My name is Boreal Damien. I'm joined by Manny and Justin. This is season three of the podcast. Um, that, that's a joke. We don't have seasons. We were just off for a while um, and we're back again for the new season, brand new season. This episode is going to be all about the EPL. We're recording on Thursday, the 4th of August, and uh, the EPL starts tomorrow. So I think... With that said, I'm curious to see, Manny, how was your summer? I, I, I heard that you went to Europe. That's right, Bori. Uh, good to be back here. Um, everybody thought we were canceled, but we weren't. We were just uh, on summer break, and here we are back again. Uh, you know, I had the pleasure of going over to Europe, doing a little bit of traveling, making up for the, the last few years. And also, you know, doing some uh, side scouting for Chelsea because we desperately need it, as y'all can tell by the uh, transfer market and the way that that's going. So that's what I've been up to. Well, great, great intro. Um, and welcome back to the U.S. Uh, Justin, did you, did you take any trip out of the country? Not out of the country, but into the country. I went to uh, Yellowstone, which was a lot of fun. But I got back like from that trip over a month ago, and I've just been eagerly crossing off the days on my calendar since then, waiting to for the EPL season to kick off again. Well, sounds also sounds like fun. All right, why don't we delve into the transfers of the EPL? I think uh, you know, I'm, I have a list here. I see a ton of good players and good things, but I think we we got to start with the 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 big elephant in the room, and that that is uh, Erling Holland or Holland or whatever you know, however you pronounce his name. Um, how are you both feeling about Holland um, and also Darwin Nunez, which uh, seem to be the top two transfers of of this season? So I am a big Erling Holland fan, and I I think I've like stated it multiple times. In our, our, our last season's um, multiple episodes from last season, uh, fourth official podcast. So that carries over to this year. But um, as much as I love him as a player, I have actually have like a lot of difficulty like un- understanding how Manchester City's system, which uh, we all know very well, like Pep's uh, what he's established there, how they're going to change and adapt to account for him leading the line because they, I mean, like how they played last year and and years prior, like I don't see how they could have that same sort of like, you know, fluid um, attacking the front line, like kind of like interchanging a lot of overlap, no true actual like number nine striker. I mean, with Holland, that's all got to change. And I, I, I'm, it's a, it's a curious fit and I'm going to be interested to see how it turns out. It's kind of like, reminds me of how like last season, last summer, if you remember, um, Ronaldo was like linked with Manchester City briefly and then Manchester United like panicked and we're like oh no no we can't let we can't allow that to happen and they swooped in and at that time I was like you know some people were salivating at the idea of Ronaldo in Manchester City and like you know him working underneath the pap it's like a you know what like what what is that going to be like and at that time last summer I was like I couldn't understand like you know I I just didn't see it I was like I I don't see this happening it just it's like just antithetical to everything that uh, Pep usually does what he wants out of his strikers and i'll be honest like i kind of feel a little bit similar with holland so uh, i'm not quite sure how it's going to work out uh that's a very good call out um and manny just just moving on to to liverpool real quick just again just talking about holland and, and darwin nunez do you do you have sim- similar sentiments uh, about how darwin Nunez is going to fit into liverpool or or do you think the 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 preseason and the the f uh the community shield was was enough to tell you what you need to know. No, um, I mean it's a good call out that we're we're talking about the two, I guess, most the highest profile signings for the EPL, right? Just based on the pedigree and the price tags of both of these guys, um, I completely agree with Justin uh, with Holland and and his assessment there. And I can actually argue that I would see their second striker. Uh, a second forward that they signed Julian Alvarez being a, a, a more integral piece, playing a bigger role than Holland, actually, just based on the demands of Pep and what he wants out of a out of a striker, 
you know, and how they play in that system. Um, but going over to, to Darwin, um, you know, I know preseason means nothing. Community Shield is just a glorified friendly. It honestly really is, um, you know, unless you're Arsenal and you celebrate those and you count those and you hold those closely to your heart. But, um, you know, just watching them play uh, the first few games, uh, Nunez actually looked like a Timo Werner. Like, he was missing tap-ins. I don't know if you guys saw the highlights where he was just missing, yep. like, open goals left and right. Um, but to be honest with you, I feel like he's a better fit for that Liverpool system than Holland is for the City system and the way that they play. Um, on top of that, Liverpool have an excellent um, history of signing South American players, uh, specifically those from Uruguay, like Juan Luis Suarez, for example, right? Um, you know, and my only thing is, and, you know, losing Mane, it was a big piece for Liverpool and it was always going to be hard to kind of replicate what Mane brings to the table. Um, but it was interesting to me to see who that third piece would be in that front puzzle for Liverpool and Klopp. Uh, if they roll out with, you know, the trio of, uh, Darwin, uh, Salah, and I'd say other like. Uh, Luis Diaz and I, I think they're going to be I, I don't think they're going to miss Mane very much I feel like Darwin is kind of a blend of what Firmino brings as, as far as like technicality in, in small spaces but also that movement and that fluid kind of instinct for goal that uh, Mane had um, so my only concern with Darwin Nunez would be his uh, injury history um, right if you guys aren't familiar he's had multiple knee injuries already and he's still pretty young you know what is he like 22 23 um yeah, something like that so he's already had some major injuries really early on in his career so, um, so the Holland, to be fair but those have been muscular whereas darwin nunez has been you know has actually had to have surgery uh mm. right so i i think um you know you can never truly tell from a preseason how players are going to adapt. The EPL is a very grueling league. It's a very demanding league, very physical, right? Um, and let's not forget, this year is especially compact. Um, it's going to be, it's going to take a toll on players. Right. And uh, one thing to to note also that I think was going to play a key factor in determining how the season goes on, not only for City and Liverpool, but everybody else, is the five-substitution rule. Uh, the, the English FA finally came to its senses and adopted the five-substitutions, which has been ongoing in the rest of Europe uh, the last few seasons. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how players are managed, especially with the World Cup right around the corner. Yep, all sounds good. Um, so what what we're gonna do right now is we're going to look, delve a little bit, not not too much, into to basically the top six um, uh, transfers. Um, and and I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna you know uh, pull up that that sheet uh, on my screen. Um, but essentially, essentially as we can see here, uh, you know, I, I the reason why I want to talk about City is because it seemed like a lot of the other top six clubs benefited from from City uh, this time around, which which was a little strange for me. Uh, and we'll talk about that. But but just want you know we already called that uh, Erling Haaland, uh, Calvin Phillips, and we uh, we called that um, Julian Alvarez, which I believe was already uh, signed back in back early in the year. Um, so so moving on to just the the players that they sold. Uh, you know, Raheem Sterling went to Chelsea. Gabriel Jesus went to to Arsenal. Zinchenko went to Arsenal. Um, you know, like I think one thing that 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 City does well is is like they're they've they're a squad that has depth. But given that we have early, uh, Raheem Sterling, Jesus, and Zinchenko gone. That makes them look a little light, don't you think, Justin? Like, I, I just feel like, I mean, I know they, they got Holland, Calvin Phillips, and, and Alvarez, but it still just feels like, it feels like they're light. Is, is it just me? 
So they have essentially swapped, uh, you know, Sterling and Jesus for Holland and Alvarez, which is interesting. And these are not like for like switches, obviously. Holland like demands, you know, a, a different sort of um, team built around him than does the other three, perhaps. The other three maybe being a little bit more, um, you could see them fitting, swapping in and out in, a, in the same system. Um, so Holland is like, again, like the wild card. Alvarez is like a very promising young player. I, I you know, 22 years old. Uh, I, I'm not sure how he, how much he'll be involved with. Um, and then obviously we can't forget last year's business where there's um, still Jack Grealish who has to be fully integrated into the squad. So I imagine he's going to get a bigger role uh, with Sterling gone. You'll get uh, Mares will get, he, you know, he always gets a lot of time and then we'll see a lot of Phil Foden on the wings as well. Um, and then, like you said, the Calvin Phillips is an interesting thing. And I wonder whether with, you know, Holland now leading the line, whether that will kind of also change the midfield, uh, the center of the park, the composition mm-hmm. there, where perhaps like Bernardo, who has had like, you know, other transfer rumors swirling around him, um, whether he starts to see less time and Calvin Phillips and Rodri kind of play like a double pivot kind of thing. Um, well, I mean, even Bernardo is even, I mean, it's, it's all rumors, but it's been, he's been linked to Barcelona too, which is well, a, strange, so a strange thing for me. So is uh, everyone else. My mom, my well, mom got a call up from them recently. So like, there's just like those economic levers. There's no, there's no, there's no shortage of levers that Barcelona can pull if they really want to try and bring in Bernardo. But I can't see how Manchester, I mean, like Manchester City, they don't have to sell, right? So like, right. obviously, so I, I can't imagine that they would say um, they would part ways with Bernardo at this point in the transfer window. Yeah, and, and just to to stay on with you, Justin, uh, Gabriel Jesus and Zajeko joined Arsenal. I mean, first of all, how how are you feeling about that? I'm pumped. I'm psyched, man. Uh, give me, I will take Manchester City's uh, table scraps, as some people have accused Arsenal of doing this summer. I'll take it all day. That's fine. Like right. they, it's uh, you know, it's not just about like the player. It's about the system. Mm-hmm. Um, Manny, you should pay attention to this. Like clubs should have a transfer strategy that like is built around <laughs> building a system. It should be like building towards a long-term vision. It should have like a game plan as opposed to kind of just like running around, like calling up um, every player's agent, seeing if like they're interested in joining the club um, kind of willy nilly. Uh, all right. All oh, right. Hold so on. Oh, you, you mean, you mean clubs that have a director of football like Arsenal and every other club, except for Chelsea, who has no director of football. Got it. All right, Justin point. Made. Hey, what are you hey, talking about? You have a, what's, what's, what's the owner's name? Um, yes. Bailey. Yes, the the CEO is not a director of football. Let's 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 be honest. I mean, we, we, we all gotta be. I mean, we gotta respect the game. We like which one of us has not dreamt of like actually being able to play like football manager or FIFA in real life, like buying a club and then like appointing <laughs> yourself. Like I'm gonna make all the deals now. Fair enough. It's a, Fair it enough, is a yeah. dream come true. It's a dream come true. For all him. right, real quick, real quick, Manny. Uh, yeah. I'm struggling to to Chelsea. So Sterling left left City to Chelsea. How, how are you feeling about that? Yeah, I'm honestly I'm surprised that uh, City parted with Sterling. Um, sure. I I I think Sterling first and foremost is one of those players who is severely, massively underrated and doesn't get his just dues. He doesn't get the credit uh, that that he deserves. Um, you know, you you make what you will why that is. Um, but if you look at his stats. Uh, he was actually the highest uh, goal scorer contributor um, on on City since Pep has taken over. Um, and yeah, exactly. Like you wouldn't think that, you know, thinking about all the uh, players that have gone through that City system uh, with Pep, you wouldn't guess that it was Sterling who had the most goals and assists um, in his time there. Um, so I think that the one thing that really just sticks out sticks out about this whole thing is the fact that um, essentially, yes, I guess, to Justin's point, the transfers of, we'll call them City's table scraps, have funded uh, Holland and his massive wages, as well as Alvarez, Calvin Phillips. um, And, you know, rumor has it that they're in for some uh, left back or left center back as well in that system. Um, so we'll see what happens with the rest of the transfer window. 
Um, Sterling is a London boy. That's where he uh, grew up, you know, um, and so he has family there. So I guess it's kind of a homecoming for him. I'm excited. Um, the one thing that I will say is that I'm not excited about is the fact that we now have, and this is a weird problem to have in the EPL, but I'm not excited or looking forward to having that many inter, uh, England international players on the squad because it's a World Cup year, right? And so thinking forward and thinking about, you know, Sterling's place is cemented in in England squad, right? Uh, so is Mount, and so is a plethora of other Chelsea players. Um, depending on how England does and how far they go in the tournament, right? You are already uh, discounting those players. You can't count on them going forward after that because you're risking, you know, further injury. You're risking fatigue. You're risking a lot of things. Um, and so that's a one downside, I think, of signing players like Sterling, who uh, are guaranteed starters on their uh, at an on an international level. Yeah, you so, you sound like the Napoli president somewhat. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. About I didn't say anything compl- about African players. <laughs> I said international <laughs> players. No, no, it's okay. All right, all right. Let's let's move on to Liverpool because uh, of time. Uh, notable transfers we were, talk- we were talking about Nunez. Uh, uh, Fabio Cavallo is the other uh, player that is, is notable, and you know I've never seen him play before except for the preseason. And, and personally, I think he actually looks really good and be a, a, a player that may steal the show for for Liverpool. But I think the departure is where the, the story is at, right? So we we had you know uh, uh, Minamino leave, Nick Williams. Uh, I, I think the big the big one, well, also Origi actually, uh, you know, he's now in Milan. Uh, not said. I'm not really excited about that, but um, Sadio Mane uh, uh, to to Bayern Munich. Uh, I actually think that this was a good business for Liverpool, uh, getting 35 million for a, a 30 year old player. I mean, age is not really, you know, a problem for for Sadio Mane. I don't think right now, but um, getting that amount of money in in a in a time where he had one year left. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, what a solid player, but. I think my question here is: Is do we think that Darwin Nunez, uh, Fabio Caballo are will be enough to kind of fill in those shoes that that Sadio uh, left? Well, Fabio Caballo, he's like you know he's one for the future. I'm not sure how much uh, how often he's going to work his way into the starting lineup. Obviously, uh, it's different for Darwin Nunez, who is essentially supposed to be Mane's replacement. And I, I actually, I'll be honest with you, I didn't know much about Nunez as a player uh, until the whole, until his transfer saga, until he moved to Liverpool. I, I just know him from like some highlight videos, and we all know um, how reliable that is as a source of scouting information. Piontek. <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Um uh, Nicola Pepe. I remember being, I was like so excited when I was watching Nicola Pepe shredding, um, shredding it up in his highlight videos, his welcome to Arsenal compilations. But anyways, I digress. Um, I, I, it, look, it would be a tall order for everyone, save for maybe like five, six players in the whole world to fill the shoes that Sadio Mane has left. So It'll be interesting. You know, Darwin Nunez is also much younger. He, we'll see if it takes him, perhaps a a season to kind of gain his footing in in the EPL underneath Klopp. But I think Klopp is really good at you know he, it's a it's a move that makes more sense or like you know you can you can understand the move I guess like we said earlier as compared to like what Manchester City did with Holland like you you can very easily understand what what Darwin Nunez is expected to do in this squad and how Klopp is uh is going to run his front line with him uh, integrated into it. Yep, yep. Uh I th- I think very well said there. Um and uh, I think they've really lost uh you know a player that is a uh in in Origi. I mean really Origi is is one he's I think Champions that League winner. He's a champion. Well, League yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Like he he He's a big game player. He's a he's yeah, a big he's, he's got that dog in him. He single-handedly delivered the Champions League to Liverpool. Right. I mean, he's the, the closer when he came onto the field in like the, whatever, the 78th minute, you knew 
you knew something was going to happen. And you heard it here first, Bori, he's going to bench Zlatan at Milan. Yeah, because that's because Zlatan is always injured. That doesn't matter. I didn't say why. I just said he will. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Zlatan's lack of knee cartilage is what's going to bench him. Yeah. Anyways, all right, let's move on to Chelsea. I'm sure uh, Manny is itching to talk about Chelsea. Uh, We already talked about Ryan Sterling, but the other player they got was Koulibaly, which, I mean, honestly, I'm a Koulibaly fan. Rafinha. Oh, no, not Rafinha? Wow. Oh. (laughs) Wow. Hold on, though. But the other player I'm very excited that Chelsea got, I don't know if he's going to play in the first team, is Karni Chukwemeka. Chuck. We call him Chuck. No. No, it's Chuk. It's Chukwemeka. He's he's obviously Nigerian, so I have to be biased here. But, um, I mean, they bought him for $20 million, so I would assume, and, and Manny, you probably know this more than we do, I would assume that he's going to be part of the, you know, 26-man. Yeah, the first yep. team. Yep. Um, and then we have Broha. We, I mean, this guy was playing what was in Southampton last? Actually, you pronounce Broya, but yes. Broya. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then Gallagher, too. Now, I, I mean... I, I know we, we're kind of before we we press record. We're kind of uh, we're smacking. Shit-talking. Yes. Yeah. yeah <laughs> on, on on Manny. But hold on before you before you laugh off. Let's now look at the departures. Okay. Okay. All right. So so we're talking about a, a probably the most disgraceful transfer or just money business of entirely of my life. Romelu Lukaku. That's not um, true. They lost. Paul Pogba. They Paul lost. Pogba, Paul Pogba says, "Hold my beer." No, <laughs> no. This, this is we're talking about. No, no, no. Um, and, and Christian. So, so it looks like my point is, it looks like Chelsea did lose some powerhouse in the back. Um, but and also one powerhouse, which I guess wasn't really a powerhouse uh, in the front. But I'm curious, uh, Manny, how how you're feeling in general about about these additions, especially. With Koulibaly, Chukameka, uh, and then you know Gallagher and um, Broya. So um, just just your thoughts about about the whole uh, um, so, transfer business. So I need to address the albatross uh, that we got rid of. One Romelu Lukaku. Yes, he was a horrible, horrible signing, and henceforth that is why Bori. Before we started recording, he said, "What happened to uh, Peter Cech? What happened to Marina Granovskaya?" Well, that's what happened because uh, they were the ones that were advocating for Romelu Lukaku. So we, you know, he's gone. Everyone's gone, right? That was associated with him. Um, the second thing, uh, Andreas Christensen, and uh, we're not going to miss him at all. You can ask any Chelsea fan. No. In Barcelona, we'll soon learn as well. Uh, what we're what we mean? This guy does not live up to the big moments. Um, every time there was a, I don't know if you guys knew this, but every time there was a huge match where he would get called on, he would uh, have um, stomach problems. I'm not making that up. You can look it up. I completely, I'm not making it up. It sounds crazy. And is it just nerves or? Uh, apparently, he says he uh, anxiety, nerves, but uh, he wouldn't be able to perform. Um, multiple times, and it's on record, uh, he had to pull out the last minute out of the squad and be replaced. So we're not going to miss him. Uh, Rudiger is the only one out of those departures that Chelsea is going to miss because it's self-explanatory, right? But I guess the silver lining is we finally get Koulibaly. I've wanted K2 for the longest time, um, and unfortunately, he went to probably... The worst team in um, who has like the worst president, CEO, financial manager, yeah. whatever you want to call them. Yeah, I know. ADL is um, notorious and infamous for not only the stuff that comes out of his mouth, uh, but also just the things that um, he subjects his players to as far as holding them ransom, right? Because that's exactly what happens when you go to uh, Napoli. I can't believe we finally got him. We should have got. This was a player that I wanted five, six years ago. But hey, good things come to those who wait. Um, and it looks like he has not lost a step. Like that guy is class all around. Um, and second person also you you mentioned is is Carney. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna attempt his last name. But um, 
for those of you like not too many people know about this kid um this kid is has all the intangibles of being world class someday uh he's just technically gifted i'm talking about like a like a paul pogba type of technical gift that it just comes naturally to him um he can play in a six and eight and a ten so he can play in multiple positions um and contrary to belief like everyone's been joking how barca keeps stealing our signings he actually had a pre-agreement with barcelona about two months ago and sorry barca I guess they couldn't activate the first lever in time. 20, 20 million, yeah. <laughs> and um, and so and and you are correct, Bori. He has been given a um, a first team uh, squad number, so that means that he's going to go straight into the lineup or some form of that. I'm really excited about him um, because the sky's the limit with this kid right now. Um, I'm I, I can't believe we actually pulled that one. Like nobody knew about that. Um, and then, of course, you mentioned the academy, uh, Gallagher, uh, Broya. Uh, there's a reason why these big teams in the EPL and abroad were interested in these two kids, right? We saw what Connor Gallagher did for Crystal Palace. He literally carried them. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he was actually their player of the season. Um, and Broya was also instrumental to uh, Southampton as well when he was playing there. Um, so even though it doesn't seem like we've signed anybody or we're missing out on people, Justin and everyone else who says that Barca keeps pulling fast ones over us, uh, the players that that we got are the ones that want to play for Chelsea, and um, I wouldn't have it any other way. Why would we want to get ourselves in another Romelu Lukaku situation where a player's heart is not with the club and only to um regret signing them 12 months later so absolute absolute disgrace but it's okay i think you make it up with 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 uh chukameka and and i can't believe you're you're they chukameka. call chukameka, K2. Got it. K, I, don't, I can't believe they call him k2 already uh, english english press they and do, he took he there. took the he took the legendary oh yeah 20 26. i saw the call yeah so. oh well uh Let's move on to Justin. So we, we got to make Justin happy. Uh, we're moving on to Arsenal. Uh, we already talked about Sinchenko and, and Jesus. Uh, apart from that, that's that's really it. Um, um, I want to ask Justin about the most important player on this Arsenal squad, one Lucas Torreira. <laughs> um, who? Can you fill us in? Lucas Torreira, your, your player of the season, which you don't know yet. Uh... <laughs> Player of the season for somebody um, in the Turkish Super Liga, maybe. Uh, I mean, like he's sure he's he's an interesting player, uh, but not for Arsenal, or has not been, and will not be, unfortunately. Um, a shame. That's a shame, yeah. Justin. That's the key. That's the key to the Arsenal. That's a missing piece. He was, uh, yeah. He he could have been the heart of the team if literally everything had gone the opposite of how it actually went. <laughs> in, in an alternate universe, that could have been the case. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So, 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 um, Justin, uh, re- real talk. I mean, I, I know I'm not trying to play down Jesus as Zinchenko, but those are the only additions uh, this time around that are notable. I, I, mm. I do know there's a player. Well, hold on, hold on. I just see that there's a player called Fabio Vieira. I have no idea about this player. I don't know if, if you know, I don't know if you've seen him play in, in for FC Porto before, but oh yeah, I hope I it's have. not one of those cases where. We're, oh, where, I, and where I've seen YouTube. I've seen countless YouTube compilations. Yeah. <laughs> well, you talked about Pepe, uh, how he was, you know, right. he looked fire on on uh, on YouTube, but I, I'm sure he's 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 good. But um, the the, the callouts for for the departure, Bern, Bern Leno left, uh, which. For me, it was a surprise because I thought he was coasting in Arsenal on the bench. But I guess, you know, what can you do uh, there? I mean, uh, and then you lost he, Lacazette. Uh, yes. I mean, Lacazette, I mean, like we all saw last season, like he had lost a step. No hard feelings. Like, you know, he had reached the end of his contract. I like I really like Lacazette. I think he's a great presence in the locker room. He's like he I love his demeanor on the field. He's just like looks like he's brooding. He's constantly like, you know, thinking about what he's going to do next. Um, but unfortunately, he had lost a step last season, which I think was apparent, which meant that he could not necessarily execute on whatever he was trying to get done on the field. 
Um, okay. And then Burn Leno, same deal. Like, you know, you know, nobody can begrudge him. He's a great, great goalie, and he deserves to be, you know, part of the squad that goes to uh, the World Cup for Germany, perhaps, as one of the three keepers that they bring. And he needs to get out there and be first choice somewhere to prove it. So he like, he that never caused sense. any troubles. He like, you know, like while he was like when Ramsdale came and replaced him, like, you know, he was supportive. He like, you know, wasn't like in the press or anything like that. So again, not, nobody begrudges him for moving on uh, and taking the opportunity to Fulham. Yep. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, well, also Fabio Vieira. Uh, yes. He's, you know, we'll see what he can do. He's, he's very, he's a, he's a tiny guy. <laughs> he's very skinny. So I'm going to be interested to see how, what, how he performs in the premier league. Um, and then you forgot our most important signing, perhaps, is uh, one William Saliba, who has finally, he's returned home. He's come back home. The prince who was promised to uh, to join our, our defensive line. So that's all, it's that a, was, essentially like a new signing. About, I thought you were talking about Matt Turner. The, Matt Turner. The U.S. men's national team. That's starting, right. Starting goalkeeper. I thought that's who you were talking about. Uh, also, a significant. there's like multiple videos of him like, being very very full in on like arsenal so he must have been like a fan for a while um it's interesting to see like how like you know this seems to be like a dream move for him but you know he's basically essentially replacing uh leno as the backup to ramsdale he's replacing ramsdale in two weeks we'll see (laughs) we'll see we'll see uh uh, let's move on because of time uh uh, we got to move to the other part of of north london uh, and that is uh for me one of the exciting transfers in in this this time around uh uh spurs um so they got richarlison bisuma which i i mean i thought this was probably the best signing for them uh underrated signing in my opinion uh and then persich you know the only player i was scared of in the italian series last season um and and of course they got you know longley who you know uh let's not speak about him uh and uh in terms of the people that lost uh Unfortunately, they lost Bergvine. I thought ah, he's he's good, but I just I, I guess it just never clicked. Um, and then uh, I, I see here that they returned Golini back, who is the the wrapping goalkeeper. Um, I'm gonna oh, yeah. I'm I'm gonna give this back to you, Justin, and, and genuinely, like, how do you feel they stack against Arsenal? You know, given the rivalry and and whatnot. Um, very well, I think. If you're a Spurs fan, like you'd you'd probably be very pleased with your the summer business that Conte's put together as well. Obviously, Conte is always constantly uh, a win now manager, so you know he's now been there for half a season, and this season it's going to be like you know his his chips are in. And I don't think his contract his contract doesn't extend past this season. I don't believe. So it's literally he's like he's very much like win now, and uh, I think their signings kind of demonstrate that, right? Like Richarlison is a proven quantity. Uh, Yves Basuma is like a great signing. He's going to be like a, the heart of their midfield. Um, uh, same thing with Perisic is like, you know, obviously like uh, Conte knows him. He's a proven quantity from the um, Italian league. I'm actually not, I'm not actually convinced that he's going to be able to perform anymore in the EPL, but that's besides basically the, the signings seem to demonstrate a win now mentality. So I think, Spurs are actually going to be very a big threat this season, which I will actually touch upon more when we get to some of our hot takes later. Yep, in the yep, awesome. We're almost there. Just need to talk about the last team or the last top six team, uh, and that's Manchester United. Uh, uh, Manny, I'm gonna I'm gonna list out some of these names, and I, I would love to get your thoughts here. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of a lot of things going on with this team. Uh, you know, they changed the managers. We have Cristiano Ronaldo. You know, fighting for a move away. Uh, they they got a center back who a lot of people are making. I don't know why people are making fun of him, but but you know he's he has a smaller stature, Lisandro Martinez, um, which was it's a high fee, but but still. Um, uh, they got Malashia. I don't know if that, I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, and, and I think everyone's, you know, fairy tale signing Christian Eriksen. I mean, I, I was I was happy for him to see this. Hopefully everything goes well there. Uh, and, and in terms of players that lost, uh, you know, you talk about Paul Pogba earlier. Uh, you know, I guess it just didn't work out. Um, and then just Lingard, Matic. You know, you know, we had some other players that that left. Uh, even Dean Henderson left on loan. Uh, you know, which. Makes sense again. I mean, 
I guess they are, you know, it's whatever. But wanted to get your thoughts here, uh, uh, Manny. Uh, just, just, you know, I, I want to hear more about, you know, what you think is going to happen at United this season, uh, especially, and also taking note of the transfer, and maybe you could do it with and without Ronaldo. Yeah, so um, I'm glad you mentioned this team in the top 16. You said, right? Top 16 team? Is that what you said? Or top six? Well, we'll see. I mean, but it's like the historical top top six team, you know, so. I think it's 16. All right, we'll go with 16. Oh, top 16 team. All right. Uh, I, missed, so the, I missed that. I missed that. Good one. So t- top 16 team, uh, Manchester United. Um, I am actually uh, confused about what they've been doing in the transfer market. Um Obviously, it was kind of weird uh, that um, the whole Ralph Ragnett situation, him coming in, and then he was apparently going to stay as a consultant or director of football or whatever it was that, you know, was in the fine print, um, only for him to leave, what, uh, like nine months later um, and take over the Austria national team, right? Uh, And he just kind of just left them out to... uh, you know, just hang them out to dry, right? And then here comes um, Eric Ten Hag, who uh, we were all wrong about our prediction. I will go ahead and uh, take that egg to my face. I actually had predicted that Pochettino was going to be taking over Manchester United, but um, Pochettino didn't get the sack quick enough. Um, and so here we are with Eric Ten Hag. And you know, he has a certain style of, of, of play as well. He has a very particular style that um, has been implemented um, over at Ajax for the last few years. Very successful, um, which is why I think he also came with, you know, he brought over managers tend to bring over players that they know are going to give them what they want and someone that they know, which is why, you know, Lissandro Martinez was purchased. Uh, yes, he is small in stature um, and a little on the lighter side, but I think those things you can kind of work on, right, and, uh, you know, work on your fitness. Um, the one thing that will be interesting is who he's going to be pairing with along that back line with. Uh, there's been a lot of rumblings. We've made fun of the refrigerator back there, one Harry Maguire about how he's going to perform. Uh, the latest uh reports that i read was that he's actually no longer captain um he will not be the captain yeah i i forget who are you sure i i heard otherwise like well i i've seen multiple re- the- i've seen conflicting reports where some saying that he is a captain others saying that he's not the captain so it'll be interesting who who is the captain i mean it's not <laughs> we'll see for all we know it could be something that they give him just to keep him happy and at least keep him um, at the stadium until the game's over. Um, we don't know, you know. Um, but I think what's going on here is uh, them missing out on Champions League has severely uh, hurt their reputation and quote-unquote prestige. Uh, we've already seen high-profile players. One, Frankie de Jong comes to mind about not making that transfer because they don't want to play in Europa League. They want to play in Champions League, right? Um, and so for the first time, I guess in a long time, Manchester United's kind of on the on the outside looking in as far as trying to attract players because they now see that they've always had the money, right? They've all, they're always going to have the money, but how do they make it attractive to the players that they actually want? And Eric, like I said, Eric Ten Hag is a very particular coach with the way that he plays, which is why he wants to bring in players that he's known like De Jong. Um, I'm surprised they let Lingard go. I thought Lingard would have been a very suitable, yep. not just squad player, but I think I would play him over Rashford because the last few seasons, Rashford has been nothing but injured. Um, so um, yeah. lastly, what I'll say is, um, look to Manchester United. Uh, I really think that, again, they're going to miss out on uh, – Champions League, and therefore they got to put all their eggs in the Europa League basket to try to see if they can qualify. Because, like you've mentioned, every other squad has strengthened to some shape or form, and I feel like Manchester United has done the complete opposite. 
Um, yeah. So. so yeah, yeah, makes sense. And, and go call out on on just Lingard. I, personally, I thought he would have gone back to, to West Ham, but I guess nothing happened there. But good for him. I'm sure he will do well. Um, so so we're, we're done with with the top six, and I'm gonna kick it over to you, uh, Justin, for for a fun game that you kind of uh, put us on the edge on. So uh, uh, what what you got? All right. So I know we also want to do our um, our top four predictions and our relegation uh, picks, but I figured before we do that, I want to do a little bit of uh, buy and sell, buy or sell rather with you two. Um, so the way this works is I have a couple of statements here. I'm going to make it and I want you to tell me whether you buy it, meaning yes, you agree or you're selling this opinion. You don't agree. You think it's a stupid, a stupid thing to say. And, and let me know why you think it's a stupid thing to say or why you agree. Either one. Sounds good. Let's go. All right. Let's do it. First one. We talked about him earlier. Mr. Darwin Nunez. He will score more league goals than Erling Holland this season. Do you buy or sell, sell that? Sell. I'm buying. Oh, okay. Boy, I mean, okay. You, so, you're in the corner. You're in the corner for Holland. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about Manchester City here. We're talking about the goal machine team. Like, there's no way in hell. I mean, that one year's will score a lot of goals, but not as much as Holland. I think. People are, are really, hopefully, not taking the, um, the what was it called, the preseason game or the, the coming to shield game as a thing. But once everything clicks there, we're talking about multi-goals every every game for, for Holland, unless he gets injured. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Manny. I'm buying because I, uh, I only had uh, enough budget on my FPL teams for uh, Darwin, so I need him <laughs> to outscore him. <laughs> Hold on, no. Uh, but in all seriousness, I just feel like, to the points that we've already mentioned, um, I think that Darwin Nunez is a better fit in the in Klopp system than Holland is in Pep system, um, because you can interchange Darwin with that front three, the way that Mane was doing, and you can just it, it seems more fluid in the way that they play. Um, so that's why I'm buying. All right. How about this one? Uh, someone other than Liverpool or Manchester City finishes in the top two. Oh yeah, I'm buying. I, I'm buying for that. I'm buying for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, hundred percent buying. I'm really... I actually. I mean, I don't want to give give you my prediction, but I think. I think. Well, I guess I'll just say the team that yeah. I think will be, and I think it's Spurs. Wow. Okay. I'm actually buying for a different reason. Um, I'm buying for the sole reason that it's a World Cup year. And like, like I've mentioned, I think, and, and, and uh, Bori, as far-fetched as it is that you said Spurs, I could see Conte is a league manager. He's not a cup manager, right? Um, I could see with the way that they've backed him, in this transfer window, I could see them actually surprising a lot of people and taking a lot of points off of the the top six. So uh, I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm just saying that I could see them finishing uh, in second place or very high because of the World Cup as well. The, world, the combination of the World Cup plus first season with five subs, there's yep. going to be a lot of chaos Correct. Uh, factor introduced into this season. So, I, yeah, interesting. So, you both, you both are buying this one. Interesting. I'm, I'm buying it also because um, how, how spectacular would that be for, for, for the league as well? Uh, with all the chaos, you just add something that no one's expecting. Yeah. All right. How about this one? Um, more than one of the promoted sides survives their first season in the EPL. Sell. Uh, I'm selling because I think only one will survive, and that's only, for me. Not Nottingham first. Mm, yeah, they did. We, yeah, we're going to talk about. We, we're going to definitely have to make a couple minutes at least to talk about the relegation people, the relegation sides. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, the promoted sides, because yeah, Nottingham Forest is extremely interesting, and I think they must be like you know whatever. 
um, fan favorite, I would imagine, Nottingham Forest, like coming up like as they have and done, doing the business that they've done in the transfer market. So you think they're the only ones who survive? And Manny, you agree only one only one makes it out of those three? No, I'm buying. You buy. So yeah. who who do you who are your two that you think will survive then? Uh I think that Scott Parker's coming back with the vengeance. And I could see actually uh Fulham. Fulham also. No I mean, way. For me, they're first around. on my sh- they're and, first to go back. And in those in their place, go back to the uh to the list. I think Everton might get relegated. And I would say that, um, well, it depends well, on. Hold yeah. off. Dude, do you want to, let's, let's do the pick up, make let, our three picks for relegation at the end. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, let's, let's just do a couple more of these. And yeah, we'll, let, we should definitely talk more about who gets relegated and who, who gets uh, the Champions League spots. All right. But uh, okay, here we go. This is a spicy one. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo scores less than 13 goals in the Premier League. Who's he scoring for? <laughs> the, so if you believe that he will not be a Manchester United player, it, he cannot. It's true. If he, he cannot score 13 goals, if he's no longer in the Premier League. So if you think that's <laughs> going to happen, then that's fair. I would like you to. T- I would like you to tell me where he's going though, because it doesn't seem like there's any buyers. No, no, I, I'm going to sell it. I mean, well, I mean, obviously, if if, if he stays in the EPL, he, he's going to score. He's going to score more. Uh, the only thing I can't tell you right now is there's a lot of weirdness right now with Ronaldo and, and Ten Hag. I don't know what's true. Obviously, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But him living early in, in the game against Rory Vallecano, for example, like, I don't know what that means. But they, I don't see a way where Ten Hag actually benches Ronaldo because that, that would be crazy. Um, but at the same time, he has to play a certain way. So like Ronaldo will have to adapt. But that said, like there's no way he's he's gonna like if he stays at United, he's he's definitely scoring more than 13. You so, can't bench you so. can't bench your captain. You can't bench your captain. That's well, simply not gonna happen. He's gotta uh, save his he's gotta save his energy for those Thursday night battles in uh, that's Europa. Right. That's right. Um, Justin, I'm gonna say that he scores uh 13 exactly. Um, because let's be honest, as long as for as long as Ronaldo's on the field, he's taking those PKs, right? And Manchester, and last I checked, Manchester United is a red team, which means that they will get the benefit of the doubt on the field from the refs and VAR. So there will be plenty of PKs to be taken. Ronaldo, 13. All right. Let's do a couple more. Um... I got a few here, though. A few good ones. Okay, how about this? This is an easy one. Just a quick one. Um, Spurs and their trophy drought. What are you talking about? They just so, won the Audi Cup. Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Last one, Miss Justin. Uh, Spurs add further to their, their trophy cabinet. Um, so, so, so tro- trophies, plural. What? Trophies, you got to be kidding me. Plural. Okay, got it. Um, no. That's uh, selling. Selling. Yeah. Selling. Oh, 100%. Man. So Spursy. Everyone's selling. <laughs> I think I think they're going to come very close in multiple competitions and not pull it off on any of them. That's not true. come away. Not come away with the silverware. They, they they could have had one if they had just kept uh, Mourinho around for an extra five days last uh, last season. So. Yeah. It's on them. Uh, Bory love Bory loves that comment. He loves hearing Mourinho's name. Hey. The, you know, by the way, be the best. I'll stay here first. Roma's uh winning the uh Scudetto. This no, season. they'll be second, they'll be second after oh, us. They're, they're, they're winning it. Sorry, we got to do a, a Serie A one. Yeah, yeah. that's going. Let's move on. Yeah, all right, all right. Crystal Palace finish. Crystal Palace qualifies for European competition. Oh, conference like, league, conference league, including conference league. <laughs> oh, what, what position is conference league? It depends on who wins the different trophies, but I think it's six or seven, depending, depending yeah. on who, who wins the, like, whatever, FA Cup or whatever. Right, 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 right. That's I think you're right. I think it's six or seven, yes. Um, that's a very interesting... That's a very interesting... No. One. Huh. I'm stumped on this. I'm stumped on this one because I think... I know. Uh, I, I would say sell. I would say sell. I would say sell myself. I 
but just barely. I think, huh? I think Newcastle. I think Newcastle has a claim. We'll see. I think Newcastle will finish higher than them. Let me just put it that way. So, okay. so. All right. They don't have they, they don't have Gallagher this season. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, all right, and this is the last one. Uh, Arsenal lose tomorrow at Selhurst Park, and the Arteta in or out roller coaster uh, begins with a vengeance. Sell, sell. I sell. I think they, I think they'll win tomorrow. I think they'll win tomorrow. I like it. Manny, go with your heart, man. <laughs> go with no. Go with your go with your brain. You know the truth. I I, I honestly hate to say it, but uh, I, I I think. I, it's at Selhurst Park, though, right? It's yeah, it's 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 at home for Crystal Palace. Yep. Nah, I, I yeah, you got you guys are gonna pull it out, but um, I th- I think it's gonna be a lot closer uh, than the Florida Cup. <laughs> <laughs> hey hey, I, my prediction two three, okay? Crystal Palace two, uh, Jesus three, and uh, and and Jesus will, will score maybe two goals. I think uh, I think Jesus is is too hot for 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 now. To, to not win the game for them tomorrow. I think that's what I, I think that's why I'm going for Arsenal because he's he's on a hot streak. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. So, All right. We, well, that was about, good. Yeah, we want to talk about Champions League and uh, Champions League finishers and who's gonna get sent back down. Let's do it. This uh, is the big one, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do it. Yeah, top four. All right. So. Uh, how do we do? Who wants to start? About, do I start? How about we go around the horn, going from fourth to first? Everyone gives their fourth place pick, then their third place pick, second and first. Do you want to do that way? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah that works. Uh, Manny, do you want to start? No, Bori, let's go with you. <laughs> let's go with the uh, let's go with the uh, Serie A uh, expert. Let let let's see what the Serie right, A right. thinks right. of the. Uh, the best league in the world. Let me, let me pull my list up so I make sure I'm consistent and I'm not making stuff up on the spot. But I believe my fourth place is actually uh, Arsenal. My fourth, fourth place. place pick. My fourth place pick is also uh, my beloved Gunners. Okay. Manny. Antonio Conte. Okay. All right. Spurs. 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 All right. All right, I guess I go third place now. Um, sorry, folks, don't at me. Uh, Liverpool, gonna be third. Okay. Ooh. I Ooh. don't at me either. I have Manchester City finishing third. What? It's true. I did. That's I. Let me check my notes. Um, yes, I did. Gonna... I did write that down. I hope you get atted. <laughs> Man, Manny's mouth is open. He's like, what? <laughs> All right, uh, all right, third is uh, Nottingham Forest. Uh, coming in now, I'm, I'm here. Uh, um, no, third, honestly, uh, I think it's going to be Chelsea again. And third. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. All right, moving on to second, then, uh, drum roll, please. Don't, don't do it, please. Um, Spurs, second. Damn, Bori, we have flip flopped. Our first and thirds, I think, but I also have Spurs. I think Conte is going to come so close yet so far and take them to second place potentially. Yeah, I have them Spurs finishing second. Wow, Manny. Uh, Holland and City in second. Hmm. I, it's not. It's not as bad as third. Freaking Justin. All right. <laughs> Well, I guess everyone knows my first place then. Uh, the right team, I, I don't think it will even be close. I, I, I know last season was close, but it won't be close this time. And that's Manchester City. Absolute undisputed first place this time around. You can at me for that one. You can at me. Justin. I have Liverpool. With the top three, though, it very uh, very tight race. Hmm. But Liverpool wins it. They're hungry. They're hungry for it after last season. Yeah, and I actually also think uh, Liverpool this they'll finally they'll finally close it. I cannot wait to be right. I I will I will play this episode over and over again until the end of the season. All right, let's uh, because of time, let's move on to the relegation. Uh, so I'm going to start. I'll just give you my my 
my three in no particular order. Uh, I think this is actually a season that Leeds will go down. I know that may be a surprise, but I give yeah. it to Leeds. They've lost players. Uh, uh, Rafinha, who I thought was a goal threat, has gone. Um, uh, I can't remember his name. He plays in Rodrigo. Uh, didn't do so well last season. Maybe he picks it up this season, but he's no Rafinha. So I, I would th- I think they're going to go down. I think players like Dallas and all those other folks are, are probably b- burnt from last mm-hmm. season. Um, so that's my one. My second is obviously the other two, Bournemouth and Fulham. I think Fulham, it wouldn't even be close. I think they will be the last place, actually. Um, but Mitrovic will score a lot. But, you know, defense-wise, they, they will concede a lot, too. Manny, I'm going to... I'm disappointed, Bori. You're not a true red-blooded American. How could you go against the Leeds United States of America? Oof. How could you do that, huh? Oof. How? It's just, it's just the truth, Le- man. Leeds United right now has 20% of the U.S. men's national team on their roster, okay? Oh, God. And they're I- led by an American. And they're led by an American. How dare you? But Bori, It's just the truth. It's just, I, I tell you. I, I actually... Um, I, I could see that happening. I, I, I agree with you. Um, I think it's just, um, it, it would be sad to see because I think there's so much hope on Leeds United States of America to do so well for the good of the game here in this country. And also just for the aspirations of the United States doing really well in the world cup as well, you know? Um, but I, for that reason alone, because also of what I mentioned, where they have a lot of players that play for the men's national team in the World Cup, right around the corner, if they advance and go far, that's taken out a lot of their players already from, away from the club level. And so I could see that being very detrimental to their um, starting lineup in uh, those games um, that they have during that period. So I also agree with you. I think Leeds would be one of the bottom three. Um, My next one is actually Everton, just because we've seen already, uh, there were already signs last season. They got very, very lucky to even stay up in the Premier League. Um, But they sold Richarlison for an absurd amount of money, and they haven't purchased anybody to replace them. On top of that, there's just news that broke out that uh, their top striker, uh, I guess one of the focal points on their team, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, is hurt already. The season hasn't even started. Delhi, uh, we're gonna see, we're gonna be treated to Delhi Ali false nine this weekend. Oh gosh. Uh, so yes. So that's, that so so that just further justifies that yes, Everton will be relegated. Uh, and then uh, my last one. Um, I could see somebody like I could see someone like a like a Brentford to be honest with you, or or a Nottingham Forest to be honest. Um, Brentford just because they lost that playmaker that they had in Christian Eriksen. You could see how important he was to that team. They need a true, not a box to box midfielder, but they need a creative midfielder. Um, because they have really great um, forwards and wingers on that team. Um, they have a decent um, back line and a really good goalkeeper. But apart from that, they don't have anybody that can pull the strings at a team. Um, so I could see them also, if they don't get off to a good start, uh, um, being one of the three. But then again, it could be Nottingham Forest because I haven't seen anybody. And I don't think Lord Lingard can is enough for that team to carry them on. I will. I will need you. That's the guy, the Nigerian boy, gonna gonna keep them up. Just watch. Hey, Justin, uh, tell us your, your bottom three. All right, real quick. I also, well, you both said Leeds, right? Correct. Okay, then I, I also had Leeds, but I'm gonna swap it, and I'm gonna say Bournemouth, who have not done anything this window. Like, I, I, they, I don't see how they can possibly survive. If I'm honest, they haven't really improved. Scott Parker is angry right now. He's listening to this. Bournemouth, gone. Um, Southampton, gone. Southampton for the drop. They have not also. Really? Not a, 
have Southampton have not improved. I do not think, and they were poor uh, last year. We forget how poor they were in the latter half of last year. And then I will say, since I'm going to replace Leeds, I'm going to say Manchester United. <laughs> um, I will say Everton, but actually, actually, no, I can't. I, I can't say it. I think Everton's going to be finishing like 16th. I think Wolves are going to finish 17th. And then I guess I'm going to put Leeds back in there. Never mind. I, I take it back. <laughs> I, I can't. See, I, I just. I just can't. I can't convince myself. But I can't. I can't good faith do it. So Leeds, Leeds, Southampton, Bournemouth, and with Wolves, Wolves and um, Everton being like threat, threatened by it. Okay. Being right. tied on points. <laughs> so 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 real quick before we go, I uh, just want to talk about managers that are going to be fired. I already have one. Well, actually, I have a few in mind. Um, but I'm going to start. Uh, in terms of the, the the manager that will get fired first, I actually think it will be between uh, uh, Everton and um, uh, uh, what club was I thinking? Um, I think definitely Everton and, and Chelsea. Sorry, 